Time for the top five at five. Sam Hauser, take it away, my friend. Begin countdown. Five. 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 So looking at who's in, this might be my favorite new NIL deal with all these you know, deals popping up around college sports. And it's the second one involving mustard that we already have this year. So up until now, it was Texas Longhorns running back Bijan Robinson who got his own line of Dijon mustard. Big hit on that one. Now is another NIL deal with mustard. It involves Tennessee Volunteers quarterback Hendon Hooker signing with French's Mustard. So as part of the deal, he gets a pair of Mustard-inspired Nike Air Force One shoes that he gets to wear, and then he has to push stuff out, obviously, on his social media. But it's so perfect, too, and I'm not confirming whether or not this was part of the equation, but it's just perfect because there's a whole Mustard-related backstory that makes this even better because last year, Ole Miss beat Tennessee in a football game in Knoxville, And Volunteers fans were so mad that they were throwing whatever they could find on the field. One of those things being a mustard bottle that hit Lane Kiffin. (laughs) So now, Hendon Hooker, the quarterback of the Vols, has a mustard deal. Well, a couple of things. First of all, mustard and college football go hand in hand. You know, you think of tailgate parties, you think of, you know, the hot dogs and the mustard. Uh, So that'll always be a a part of football, just like Dr. Pepper. I mean, the way they've dominated the whole scene, uh, you know, and then there's also some beer that's usually part of the tailgate things. But, you know, I hear about people sneaking different things into games. You know, I've never, first of all, you know, shame on them for throwing a a bottle of anything uh, at Lane Kiffin. You know, you don't do that to the Lane Kittens, okay? But who takes the time and effort uh, to sneak in a bottle of mustard into a college football game, unless you're, it's like dollar hot dog night or something like that. You don't want to be messing with those little uh, packets, I guess. But anyway, there was okay. also a golf ball too. Okay, yeah. well, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm sure there's there, you know, everything under the sun. If you're going to throw mustard bottles or you're going to throw golf balls, you're going to throw everything. All right, what but else? It just means more in the SEC. And earlier this year, when they did uh, SEC media days before the season. Somebody brought a bottle of mustard to have Lane Kiffin sign, and he did. He autographed it. Hey, you got it. All right, and uh, Hendon Hooker, the amazing quarterback from Tennessee with a new uh, NIL deal with French's Mustard, and I'm sure he's getting a lot more than just some uh, mustard-colored Nikes in the deal. Uh, Who else is uh, in, Sam? We have the next edition of The Match in the World of Golf. It is set. It'll be uh, later on this year, December 10th. Tiger Woods teaming up with Rory McIlroy, taking on Jordan Spieth and Justin Thomas. So you have Spieth and Thomas, good friends from the Ryder Cup years, good friends off the golf course too. And you have Tiger and Rory who are trying to become the new you know, combo face basically of the PGA Tour in this live golf era. So there's a little bit of you know backstory there as well. And they're going to play in the match December 10th at the Pelican Golf Club on Florida's Gulf Coast. 12 holes under the lights because it's going to start at 7 o'clock Eastern in Florida, so 5 o'clock Mountain Time. No messing around this time. No Brady or Peyton Manning. No other celebrities. It's golf on golf. Right, and, you know, of course, they're trying to reinforce the the main players outside of the Live Tour, and these four, it's hard to imagine you could get, you know, four higher-profile golfers, uh, obviously, than Woods and McElroy, and they've got to take on Spieth and Jordan, uh, Justin Thomas. 
I I will I watch this. I I love this stuff. You so, do. Yeah, I I I eat it up and I will be watching and uh, looking forward to that. Well, and that's going to be fun too because we've seen in in past ones where Justin Thomas has been like a uh, an on-the-course reporter, and he's there to just heckle guys, oh, and now he's going to be mic'd up playing this time. Yeah, no doubt about it. I mean, uh, Tiger and Justin Thomas, are they have mad, uh, you know, smack talk, okay? We'll just ca- call it that, okay? I mean, Spieth will try to get in there. McElroy, maybe he does it in a little sneaky way, but the real material is going to come out of Tiger and Justin Thomas. All right, who's out, Sam? Who's out? Well, it's bad news in the Mountain West for men's basketball. As news coming down this morning out of the University of Wyoming, conference preseason player of the year, Graham Ike, suffering a lower leg injury. He's expected to miss six to eight weeks. So, you know, looking at the timeline of things, likely going to miss most of, if not the entire non-conference schedule. Should have him back in time for the start of Mountain West play, uh, but a big blow there in the early part of the season for Wyoming for the conference preseason player and of the year. You you hate to see that. You hate to see, like, um, high-profile college players uh, go down. Any college player, obviously, go down. Um, he... Uh, in a lot of ways, is the maybe the face of the Mountain West uh, Conference going into the season. I mean, he he's such an imposing player, and I'm glad to hear, even though you know we know they're in the same conference as New Mexico, that uh, he appears to be able to come back. And here's the thing: when when a big guy like that suffers like a severe injury like that, you just uh, hope that when they do return, and you know they're not going to have him come back until he's as healthy as he needs to be. But um, you know, just if he can work through. It, uh, and we are uh, wishing the best for him on that. All right, uh, who else is out, Sam? Potentially not quite yet, but you know, when you talk about it, it's a whole different world down there in the SEC. Well, the powers that be in the conference are getting a little bit annoyed with people storming the field after college football games. I mean, of course, notably, Tennessee beats Alabama, and that was you know a pretty recognizable one. You got orange all over the field. They tear down both goalposts. And the SEC announcing this morning that the conference will put together a group that will review and update policies regarding crowd management. This is for both football and basketball. And as much as I love to see all that stuff go down, you're crazy if you're a conference and not looking into this kind of thing because you're going to be facing lawsuits. Okay, let's let's just remember what happened with Michigan and Michigan State going into it like a, a certain area. When when you have people coming onto the field, man, even if they're coming onto the field in a good-natured manner. I mean, you run into somebody that is coming off a disappointment. It just, uh, it's it's not part of the deal. As again, I'm not trying to be, you know, the guy saying get off my lawn, but at the same time, I'm trying to be um, logical and it's logical for conference officials to be taking a hard look at this. What is number four, Sam? Well, back to college basketball, Bob Huggins in the news this week. The I don't know, do we call him the legendary West Virginia coach? Absolutely, absolutely. That's where he played. He was uh, had a lot of fortune uh, and some fame at the University of Cincinnati with the Bearcats. That's where he went from Bob Huggins to Huggy Bear. Uh, but um, yeah, call him that and continue with the story. So, uh, West Virginia legendary West Virginia coach Bob Huggins in the news this week. ESPN College Sports Insider Pete Thamel reporting that the new Big 12 Commissioner Brett Yormark had a meeting earlier this week with Gonzaga's AD to discuss the possibility of the Zags joining the Big 12 
for basketball. Now, none of the reporting specified if it would be just for men or if it would be both the men and the women, but you know, certainly Gonzaga basketball, high profile the last couple of years. Well, Bob Huggins is here to say that Gonzaga would be in for a, quote, tremendous awakening if they joined the Big 12. And he's probably right. He is. And you know what? Uh, if you co- uh, talk to Mark Few, Mark Few might not tell you anything much, much different Fair. than that. I mean, uh, you know, let's face it. The West Coast Conference is improving, um, you know, but let's, you know, the, the Big 12, uh, in some people's opinion, was the best college basketball conference in the country. And, man, you don't get any breaks, okay, uh, you know, in that conference. And then you... You also uh, compound the um, the difficulties it will be for Gonzaga with the travel. I mean, uh, like it doesn't seem. I'm still trying to get my head around West Virginia being in the Big Twelve. That's bizarre to me. Uh, so, but even you know Gonzaga going to those other schools inside the Big Twelve is is quite a uh, quite a road to hoe. So, all right, uh, what is number uh, three, Sam? Well, back to this Tennessee-Georgia game coming up tomorrow, 1.30 in Athens, Georgia. It's a little segment we call them's be fighting words. So you have former Tennessee quarterback uh, now on the radio out there in the state of Tennessee, Eric Ainge, former Vols quarterback, played four seasons for them, played in, in all these big environments in the SEC. He tweeted earlier today, Playing between the hedges is overrated. Not that loud, definitely not that intimidating. Nothing like playing in Neyland. Vols will be just fine in Athens. Well, you know, it's going to get a a lot of attention him saying that. I've heard guys that aren't on the team say things that, well, Michael Kay, you know, didn't he say that the Yankees were going to sweep the Astros? Uh, Cleveland. Okay, okay, Cleveland. He said it about Cleveland. Thank goodness he didn't say about uh, the Astros. Well, they, the, Yankees had their hands full with Cleveland. They didn't sweep Cleveland, and I was like, they don't need that. Eric Ainge, what he said, I think, is just going to indoctrinate himself with the Tennessee fans, and, uh, you know, it just, what it really is, is the way to compliment how intimidating things are at Neyland Stadium, and you're always going to win uh, fans and popularity by saying stuff like that if you're Eric Ainge. What is number two, Sam? Two. Well, we're talking about this weather in Logan, Utah for Lobos in Utah State tomorrow. Oh. You got these players uh, playing in that right now. It's state tournament time for high school football, and there's actually games going on as we speak. It looks like Albuquerque Academy going to hold on and beat Bernalillo down in Class 4A. Uh, all those games going on today, all four opening round games tonight including this one. Uh, so it looks like the Chargers going to move on in that one, but going back up to the top for 6A, uh, the semi-fight or the the first-round games tonight, number 12, Atrisco Heritage, taking on the five-seed Volcano Vista at Community Stadium, and then Alamogordo coming up to play Rio Rancho uh, at Rio Rancho High School for Class 6A. Yeah, so the, 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 the big dogs uh, there, as James Yotas pointed out in the paper, uh, today in the Albuquerque Journal and his fine coverage of high school sports is that the big dogs get a week off because they all get buys. Uh, we are going to pick up our state football playoff action next Friday. Scott Galetti on the call. All right, what is the number one, number one story of the day, Sam? Well, just really quick, want to give a shout-out to 5A as well. Games tonight, Boleyn at Deming, and then down at the field, the Dreams in Las Cruces, Santa Teresa, and Mayfield. So some good games all around the state tonight. But, yes, that does get us 
One. Real quick, Sam. To the finish line. Look at you. I mean, I don't know. It's because your passion for sports since the day you were born, uh, or that you called a bunch of high school football up in uh, Minnesota, uh, or done just about everything in this business. But man, you you come to New Mexico and you embrace like every single school across the state. I don't care what sport it is, but you're uh, keeping an eye on the Santa Teresa uh, Mayfield game. Okay, good on you, Sam. You know, there's always, you. there's always somebody from somewhere that knows somebody that knows somebody whose kid plays for that team. We hear them every week on True or False Tuesday, so shout out to you. <laughs> All right, Sam. What is numero uno, Sam? Well, the World Series off tonight before Game 6 in Houston tomorrow. Of course, the Astros now going back home up three games to two. And the Phillies now down three games to two, facing elimination in a really precarious spot. Because there are questions surrounding their Game 6 starter. Zach Wheeler going to get the start for the Phillies tomorrow night. And from Bob Nightingale of USA Today, Zach Wheeler dealing with arm fatigue. Now, he did a bullpen session today that went okay. But dealing with arm fatigue and set to go for Game 6 tomorrow. And Phillies manager Rob Thompson already coming in with the backup plan. Having Ranger Suarez ready to go if need be. Either way uh, they go, Zach Wheeler uh, at distance or bringing in Ranger Suarez, you're talking about two great names for Major League Baseball pitchers, aren't we not? uh, I mean, like, yeah, yeah. yeah, Ranger Suarez, you know, and even I like the old Zach Wheeler thing. It just makes you think of the country country boy out of somewhere. The guy can throw the football, man. Tall drink of water there, uh, Zach Wheeler is. All right.